Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on whenever you're watching. Thank you for tuning in to 129, episode 129 of the Restricted Zone podcast on YouTube. I am your host tonight, Jonah Wooden. We are doing another Eagles episode, but I'm not joined by just Johnny tonight. Got another guy filling in for him. You, you see the sweater. You know who he is. K-Dot in the building. Introduce yourself, bro. You know, you know what it is. Since it's not the full, it's not the full, everybody, you know, it's just me, Kendrick. If, everybody, if anybody was... Anybody who's ever curious about my real name, my name is Kendrick. I am being honest. You know, you can you, you may call me Kendrick Lamar, but my name is Kendrick. I won't say I'm the smartest man on the podcast since everybody's not here, but you know, I'm here to I'm here to talk about these Eagles, man. I'm here to I talk mean, about do these you, birds. Do your signature intro, bro. Do your signature intro. Do the signature, man. Ahead, you already man. know who it is. It's the smartest man on the podcast, as I always try and tell people. People don't people people just don't understand the depth that what I be talking about, and that's why they be missing things. But, you know, if you understand the depth, then you understand my logic and you understand what I be talking about be making sense. All right, man. If you say so, is your word. I'll take your word for it. It's all good. You and Johnny, y'all both got, like, your little signature intros, man. I got to come up with one. I got, as, yeah, I as like a moderator, Johnny's. as the host, I feel like I need to come up with one for sure. Johnny's, he's always saying, like, he's the uh, analyst, not the advocate. He, yeah, he's like, I'm an analyst. I'm an analyst. Not an yeah, because. Because he advocates for Colin a lot because Colin gets cooked in these episodes, man. It's unbelievable. But um, all right. With that, that being said, episode 129, let's get into it. Also, before we start, got to mention episode 128, if you haven't caught it yet, uh, me and Johnny, just Johnny, broke down the Eagles' initial 53-man roster as well as their entire schedule from top to bottom. We pretty much predicted every single game. We got this one right. We both had the Eagles beating the Patriots in week one, and that's exactly what they did. Look, when is the win, right? When is the win? It was ugly. I was very frustrated. I was at the casino. I was a couple of Coronas deep, all right? I was a couple of slices of Lorenzo's pizza deep. And look, I was really just, I was hoping just for an easy, simple game because I was just at the Phillies game that same day, and they blew a 3 nothing lead. Ranger Suarez lost a no-hitter. I was, I was a little, you know, peed by that, so... You know, Eagles just give me a relaxing afternoon game. Take care of the Patriots. They jump out to a 16-0 lead in the first quarter. And then in that second quarter, they just turn around and do just the complete opposite. You know, just completely two different ends of the spectrum. That first quarter and that second quarter, uh, just all around the team was bad. In the third quarter, you know, it was 16-14 at halftime. Going into the second half, the Patriots just did not want to go away up until, like, the very last minute or so of the game. You know, they got into the Eagles, you know, side of the field, got into the red zone, had a chance on fourth down to keep the drive going to get inside the 10-yard line and perhaps win the game right there and uh, could not get it done. I think Boot Boot their uh, rookie receiver. Oh, Boutte? Yeah, Boutte. Yeah. You got to drag that foot, rookie. Got to drag that toe, young man. And uh, he didn't get it done. Eagles got the ball back. Victory formation, 25-20 the final. Uh, just your initial thoughts. We can break down this, you know, the off- we can talk about the offense. And, you know, we're going to get into that. But just your initial thoughts, just in general. Week one, football is back. How you feeling? Week one, football is back. Super excited, you know. Um, Super excited overall. I felt like. My parlays ain't hit because people ain't do their job. That's another story. Yeah, I fantasy, wanna, I, I went 
don't want to go there, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not, you, you know, know what I'm saying? You already Fantasy, know. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy, fantasy, I did all right. I went, I went four and six. I won four of the six league, four, four of the week one games out of the six leagues I'm in. So overall, I did positive. That was that was like my one positive. My one positive. We had some great football, but for Eagles overall, I was what I said is I was disgusted. As I was disgusted, not in the sense of an overall team look, because you know, overall, if we if we look overall, I give them out of ten, I give them a six and a half, seven, and that is solely based getting yeah. carried. I thought the, con- the consensus right now is a, is a C plus grade for them right now. Yeah, and honestly, fans. they it's that C plus that the whole C is the. The C is the defense. The plus part is the offense. Like, the, literally, it is just like, – I don't – it was overall my, – my opinion of the overall game was I was disgusted. And it was just ridiculous because I feel like there was just so – it was just – it was just like – it was like, honestly, I can't – I got to give half of the plus to the offense and the other half of the plus. Like, the, the line down is the offense and then the line to finish the going across for the plus is the coaching. It just and like because it's like outside of defense and special teams, offense would have lost us that game. And then and when you say special it, teams, you gotta you gotta just say Jake Elliott. Um, Jake Elliott. I mean, but yeah. you gotta you gotta include well, you, the hold. I say special teams. Nah, you gotta include the holder. I'm, the holder. The I holder guess not, the guy's blocking for him on the field goal. Sure, but you know. I mean, we're talking, we, about, you if we're saw, talking about the return game and, and the punting game and. Jake Elliott, you know, all world kicker did his job. The field, the field goal unit. How about that? The field goal unit. Fair enough. Fair was, enough. I'll was, take it. Was, was doing, was doing their but thing. But not the Gunners. Well, the Gunners did good job, but it's the return game and the blockers for that. You know. I mean, all right. I mean, well, I, Cubby, they had one. Had, they had one. They had one, they had one good one. He had one twenty-five yard, and I'm, I'm kind of hanging on to that right now. He had a twenty-five yard return. He did have Outside one that, good though, one. It was just it, it was nothing. And then of course Stephaws can't get the ball more than forty yards downfield. And then when he's in a position to, you know, pin them, it always bounces into the end zone. So it's just Sipos is back here. I, that's a whole another story. I don't know why he's still here, but he's here. Um but if you if you want to dig into this offense, you know, let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I, I, I really want to dig in that because honestly um, I want to yeah, yeah, easily the biggest red flag of week one. And, you know, we can we can talk about the rain. We can talk about, oh, Bill Belichick, you know, had months to prepare. The Eagles had months to prepare as well. You know, there's two game, there's two teams in this game. You know, yes, Bill is, you know, Bill Belichick, of course, and he's going to, you know, use the offseason to prepare the best he can. But the Eagles coaching staff, they've been to the Super Bowl. They've been to the playoffs two years in a row now. Nick Sirianni. He should know how to prep for a week one game on the road. I mean, last year, yeah, it was also very, very tight against the Detroit Lions, but the offense did its job and put up, you know, 31 points. Defense got a pick six. You go the year before that, Nick's very first game in the NFL on the road, week one, they blow out the Falcons. They put up 30 on them. So it's like, I, I believe 30 to six, 31 to six. If I'm not mistaken, so they know how to put up points 
And of course, you know, two dome stadiums, and this is in New England, it's raining and yada, 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 but I don't want to hear the excuses. I feel like, go ahead, like, you can't, you can't say, you can't say the rain. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the weather conditions because I'm, I got to be honest. Okay, it's raining, so you don't pass the ball as much. We got the best O-line in the NFL. Nobody, you can't, nobody's arguing, like, that's the one thing you can't argue. Like, every, if, if, in the entire NFL, people look and be like, oh, da, da, da. no, but everyone knows Eagles have the number one O-line. Let's just be honest. They do. Um, so we can run the ball. We, okay, we, we lost Miles Sanders. That's fine, but we still can run the ball. We got, we still got Hurts. We still got, we got, we picked up Swift. As long as he's healthy, he's fine. I mean, Penny was a healthy scratch, but that happens. But we still have Gainwell and Boston Scott back there. What's going on? I don't. What's going understand. on with Penny? Like, are they trying to conserve him? Why was he? He's he's not hurt. He's not in trouble. Are they trying to conserve? I feel him? like, I feel like you know maybe because like honestly, look, I look at it like this, right? We got we got Swift and Penny on some small deals, and. You know, Penny got a little bit of an injury history. Swift also has a bigger injury history. So just in case, and I, I wasn't mad about the I wasn't mad about the decision. I'm thinking long-term thing of it and be like, that makes sense. Cause like, you know, Swift has had his injury problems. So if Swift go down and be like, oh, his ankle or his shoulder, you know, we can we can bring in Penny. He's fresh and he can, you know. So I, I'm not mad. I'm not yeah, mad but, about I mean, it. I'm it was, it was a smart just decision Gainwell, in my point. Gainwell, Gainwell. It was Gainwell, Gainwell, Gainwell. And now we're looking at him possibly missing next week, missing this Thursday game because he's got a rib injury. So I was like, not even Boston Scott got carries. I mean, him and Swift both had one carry each, one apiece. And Swift also had a catch. Where were they? I mean, it's the, the conditions are bad. This is the perfect time to utilize your four running backs and just run the Patriots into the dirt. And then in the second half, if you want to open up the passing game, you're well within your means to do that, especially when you have points on the board. So I don't understand. See, I mean, I, honestly, can list, I can list some quick stats for the whole unit. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he had, you know, a pretty pedestrian day, not his best game. I don't see if I can be honest, he had a bad game. Like, First time in a long time where I can say, oh, Jalen Hurts had a bad game. Like, 170 yards, a touchdown. He didn't throw any interceptions in the rain, so that's a plus. I mean, he had 37 yards on nine rushes. But, I mean, there's nothing that blows you away at all. We've seen Jalen at his best. This was not it. Um, maybe we can attribute that to him not playing in a preseason. Maybe we can attribute I... it to the rain. But, I mean, he was missing wide open targets, especially Goddard, back-to-back plays. Well, right the there. He, I mean, he was wide open. Right there is exactly what my pivot and my, my actual main point about the offense was. I want this to go, I want Nick Sirianni and all the, all the coaching staff to see that, listen, I understand Brian your point. Offensive coordinator. Even Brian Johnson, you know, but overall, I'm looking at Nick Sirianni because this was probably mainly a majority of his decision. This is why you play your starters at least one drive. Give them, give them, give them a drive. Give them a couple drives in preseason. I'm not saying they got to play a whole quarter. Don't do that. That's un. You can find that unnecessary or necessary. I, it depends on what you know. 
Maybe the like maybe okay. First preseason season game, they don't gotta play. Second preseason game, give them a drive. Third preseason game, give them half the quarter at least. Give them give them half the quarter. But listen, this is my thing. You not playing your starters the entire preseason and then expecting them to just to jump on. I'm not. I we could have we could have been. I feel like we could have been a weld oil machine if they would have just played a little bit in the preseason. The starters, just a little bit. Just just a, I'm not even a asking, like three a, drives, a drive a game. Yeah, three NFL drives. Play one because you only got three games now. So there's, there's like three drives. Three, three drives. drives, just one three series, literally, and that's that's all you, catch you the had ball, to do. You go that. down, you know. Don't go for the extra yards because the game doesn't matter. You, ca- you catch the ball, you go down. Running backs, you know, might have to just finish through the play, but you know, your receivers go down. Quarterbacks throw it away if you're like under any pressure. Don't you know stretch don't the play because there's no don't need. do don't don't do too much. Yeah, no need to. It's literally preseason. Like, I, nobody it's cares. All about like, rhythm. I don't, it's just a timing and rhythm. Literally get into the motions. It's just like, come on, it's like riding a bike. You gotta, you gotta, you got you know, you gotta get into the motion and start doing it again. Kind of and then you, and then you pick it right back up. Playing yeah, at that speed, but, not playing at practice speed, playing at actual real game speed. And yeah, get against body another up. opponent. And I feel like them not doing that, because you even saw it, like, and you we can even pinpoint other teams that didn't even do that. Like we saw Lamar, like to bring up Lamar, he had two fumbles. When was the last time Lamar fumbled twice in a game? Like, he ain't played the entire preseason. So it's just like, I feel like I understand to you want to protect and you want to do this. To the contrary, Josh Allen did play some preseason snaps. He played he played quite a few, at least in that Pittsburgh game in week one of the preseason. So, so how his, his mean, opener went. That is but just see, Josh no, Allen being Josh Allen. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's something that's not like. That's expected because Josh Allen is a risk taker, and more times than not, we will see him throw the ball in some some fifty fifty chances and look at him and be like. So I feel like I, I get why you're saying Josh Allen, but I mean what he did was not out of his norm that he would do that he didn't do last year, the year before, or even like even if he had the chance to do it in preseason. I feel like that's just Josh Allen as a quarterback. So I feel like. I'm not going to be like, well, nah, I just, I expect that out of him. But for the Eagles, yeah, I believe the sole problem was them not getting any rhythm in at all during preseason. Everything was trying to go through practice and go through these scrimmages, um, these practices, these combined, these joint practices. And it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Because at the end of the day, everybody still knows it's still kind of a practice. And like, yeah, you want to practice how you play, but it, it's different. It's just it hits different. You're in a different mindset. You're in different modes, and I just feel like that was what the downfall was for the offense. The defense came out and played like, for the most part, like majority of the game, they came out and was we're like, gonna get, "We're gonna get to the defense." Not necessarily in this game because I want to move on, but we will get to the defense moving forward this season because they did their job. They won the game, and the defensive line, especially one player in particular, was. Phenomenal, but you know I got to give a double a shout big... out to two players actually. Go ahead for uh for defense since you brought it up. I I know you won't say Jalen Carter, but you got to look at Jordan Davis. Oh yeah, he I played... was gonna give him this fine too, but it was Jalen Carter. You're right. But Jay, oh, Jay yeah, no, as I... well, absolutely. He got, he got over did. thirty snaps. He got he got first of all he got over thirty snaps in the game. That was number one. You he he's on the field more. Sorry, he um pushing staff. 
big. But also, they're utilizing him more as instead of just being a run, uh, like a run stopper. Like, because last year when he was in, I mean, I think the, I think I think our our um the average per carry last year was like when he was there, it was like two yards or less. So he's a big factor on the run, but he was even getting active on the on passing as well. Like I think he had half a sack. Uh, he had one quarterback hit. He had he had quite a few pressures in there as well. So he listen, we got something going for our defensive line, but we will always have something going for our defensive line. And that's what's great. However, now, listen, we we, we used to have problems in our secondary being like, oh, man, like, with our sec- how our secondary looking. We always stressed out about that. Now we got a new stress out to worry about. We don't got no linebackers on the team. We don't got no linebackers on the team. I'm looking at it like, Dad, do y'all need me to go uh, dress up and be a linebacker? Like, I love you brought that up. You guys always tend to Get ahead of me. You guys always know where I want to pivot next to in the episode, so I appreciate that. But yeah, let's let's talk about the linebacker situation. And you know, I do want to ask, I do want to bring up a couple more things about the offense. But let's talk about the defense real quick, because yes, this Darius Slay pick six, you know, changed the tide of the game in the first quarter, completely swung momentum in our favor. Slay doing the Slay things. Bradbury, you didn't even hear his name because they didn't even throw over to his side. You know, however, however, because they didn't have to. And I'm I'm about to tell you why. Reed Beckership, you know, he he made tackles, made tackles, but he he struggled a bit in coverage, especially in the red zone. But he he did make his tackles, so I'll give him his props. And of course, the D line did what the D line does, but linebacker situation it's it's not looking good. It already already wasn't looking good, but with Nicobe Dean out now for at least several weeks possibly multiple months. He won't need surgery on his foot, thank goodness, but he will be out at least until about week six or week seven earliest. So with that, Eagles, they went out and signed Rashawn Evans off uh, off the streets. You know, he started for Atlanta last year. I believe he started in all 17 games for the Falcons. They also signed Nicholas Morrow back off of their practice squad. Uh, he didn't make the initial 53-man, but he did make the practice squad, and they brought him up. So they joined Christian Ellis and Zach Cunningham in that linebacker room. I mean, what can Sean decide do right now? Just to, because you can't make a trade right now. It's too early in the season. You typically don't see trades in the NFL until the deadline. So he's going to have to just get creative here, kind of mask this problem. Also in the safety spot uh-huh. as well, just that whole middle of the defense. See, listen, listen, this is the thing. I think, I feel like, listen, I don't know. We got to, they got to, they got to, we got to look at, uh, what's his name? Smith, right? What's his first, Nolan? Nolan Smith. Is that his first name? We got to look at Nolan Instead Smith. Instead of playing like, him off yeah. the edge, you got to kind of, you got yeah, to stick him in there. Yeah, we, we need, listen, because they was working him out over the summer and during training camp, off the ball as a linebacker. He can. He, we might need him to step up and do that a little bit more than what we were thinking because of Nicobe Dean going down. Also, and he only I had think, a certain amount of snaps Sunday too because he's still dealing with the elbow thing increasing. Oh yeah. So it's now you kind of got to shoehorn him into the lineup and you know hope he doesn't reaggravate that injury. Um, and then for the safety spot, listen, ah man, ah man. man. 
Justin Evans? I don't know. He stressing me out a Beckham. He was stressing the me. Sleeves, they were both stressing me it's out. the sleeves on that jersey. They were both, <laughs> honestly. But they were both stressing me out. But Justin was really doing it. And I'm looking like, who was, we, who, Sydney, is it Sydney Brown right out of Illinois, who we picked yeah. up in the draft? We got to look at him. They don't think he's ready. Because he should have been a starter. I mean, listen. He should have been your week can, one starter. Honestly. He can get after it. Listen, one thing, one thing, okay, his coverage is like, I will teams. say. He didn't make, like. That's what I'm saying. Like, his, I think it's his coverage. I think that's what the issue is. But honestly, I, they got to look at him as a hybrid because we know he can tackle. We know he can go sideline to sideline, um, hash to, to sideline with ease. He can do that. He can make those. He can make those plays and go after and get those tackles. So I think we need to we need to convert him and try to make him like a hybrid, a little bit of a hybrid. He's not he's not he's not big enough to be a, a pure hybrid like like some of these other players. But he can make tackles and he can. I feel like we need to put him in those positions to be that type of hybrid player, where like I trust him to go down and go tackle the running back after he got two yards up the field. Or even they break it outside. I trust his speed and his ability to his decision making, his tackling ability to go make those plays on those outside. So I feel like that, and that, and I feel like that will relieve a little bit of stress because we look at because we look at linebackers and that's their job. But we we put him in that position to make those. He's on the strong side. He mm, go down, go down on cover, just covering that outside. I feel like we could we can make that adjustment, and it it will it will mask the the weakness in our linebacking area so pretty much it's more personnel or more scheme it sounds like you're saying you're just hoping that talent a, can win the day it's, here. It, it's it's like no because it's it's like i want i want it's like i want his i want them to utilize his talent in the scheme so they can cover up our weakness in the linebacker spot right. should they bliss more passing downs so you're not even trying to rely on them to try to cover out in open spaces get after the quarterback send five or six guys every pass every pass down see i don't even i I, I would i think that's a little too aggressive in the sense because that then that leaves then that leaves one-on-one coverage somewhere and i'm not and i'm not i'm not and especially if we leave a safety in one-on-one coverage, our safeties, I'm not, I'm not trusting that right away. If I had to we trust have one, if I had to trust one safety, it would be Reed. Just come up on the line and just press a guy, or maybe Anl. Of course, you got Maddox, and then you have Bradbury and Slate. Although we won't have Bradbury this Thursday, and I'll get to that. But um, yeah. you know, just hypothetically, you have those four guys. Say there's like three receivers and a tight end in the set. You know, you can. I think you can trust those four guys in man-on-man, and just send everyone else. Like third True, down situations, I'm, third down situations. Okay, yeah, third, yeah, for sure. I definitely would do it more, not so earlier down, because like yeah. especially on the personnel who's on the other team, like for like for the Vikings, I'm looking at like you know, um, they got they got some they got some they got some dogs over there. Speaking a little into the future about the Vikings, but I mean they got some dogs on now. Like they got they got this Jordan Addison, you know, just you know, I just feel like it depends on personnel and who they're playing in that week. To really feel like I'm comfortable doing, I feel comfortable that they're doing this versus like I don't think we should because of X, Y, and Z player being that differentiator. Listen, I mean it's Josh Joby time, bro. Oh, I'm putting faith in Josh Joby. Let's uh, and let's other teams. let's keep rolling along. Let's just jump ahead to Thursday because I can give you 
our injury update coming out of practice today. We're recording this on Tuesday, just uh, 48 hours before the game. So Reed Blankenship, none of these guys practice as well. Reed Blankenship did not practice because of ribs. James Bradbury and concussion protocol. Of course, he did not practice and 90% chance he will not play on Thursday with Josh Joby getting his first career NFL start. Fletcher Cox is probably most likely to come back with, a, a again, a rib injury. Um, that's kind of recurring. And Kobe Dean, of course, with his foot, he's out until October. Kenny Gainwell also, as I mentioned earlier, rib injury. So that's three guys with rib injuries, which is kind of strange. Five guys in total, you know, big picture. You know, this is pretty good-looking injury update. You hate to see guys on the update at all. But coming into this Coming into week one, they had no one on the injury, uh, excuse me, injury report. And coming into this game on a short week, only five guys. So you're pretty much going to still have your entire roster with Fletcher Cox, you know, most likely coming back. So he was limited today. He was he was limited today. And he even spoke to some people. Gainwell will most likely play, but will have a much more reduced role than he did in week one, where he was just fed the ball. The only two guys are really Bradbury and Dean, and they're not long-term. They're just for at least next week and moving forward. So, No, Dean, they saying Dean's about four weeks. I think they're placing him on IR. Yeah, he's on the IR. So he won't count against the 53-man roster. Yeah, so. so well, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Week two, like I just said, in 48 hours and two nights, Eagles Vikings a rematch of week two last year. Last year it was the last game of week two. Monday night football. This year is the opening game of week two. Um the Eagles pretty much put the Vikings away one half of football last year. Uh this final score is twenty four to seven, but it could have been forty eight to seven with the way the Eagles just controlled that game on both sides of the ball. It was kind of the game where Jalen Hurts, it was like his come out game, like, okay, I've arrived. I'm the guy here in Philadelphia, I'm a star. I'm going to show y'all on both sides, you know, with, with the running, especially in the run game and in the passing game that, you know, I'm him. And that was the game. That was, I was sold. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sold on the Eagles. I'm sold on Jalen Hurts. I'm ready to rock. And the Eagles went and won eight straight games after, you know, eight straight games, six more after that. So, I'm um, also, the Vikings, they lost their week one game against the Buccaneers. That's something to keep an eye on. So they're going to be pretty desperate to come out, you know, and, and strike early and uh, try to take control of this game and take control of that atmosphere. Because you know the link is going to be rocking. And I'm I'm so sad that I won't be able to attend this game. I'm going to attend some games in the future, so I'll be able to give you more, I guess, in-depth look when I do these episodes. But, um, yeah. I won't be there, but their link is going to be rocking. We don't like the Vikings. We don't like their fans. We have a pretty, you know, sturdy history with them in recent years. So, how do you feel this one's shaking out? Two and zero. I'm, I'm first. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> no cap. I'm gonna be honest. I feel a strong two and zero solely because we're playing Kirk Cousins on Thursday and. 8.15, right? Thursday, 8.15, Eastern Standard Time? Eastern Standard Time. We're playing Kirk Cousins on Eastern Standard Time, 8.15. Um, if it's not a 1 o'clock game, I'm, I, I, I take a step back. 
I take a step back and I look and I'm like, we're still playing Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins does Kirk Cousins things. So I'm 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 I am feeling confident about this, and I'm feeling confident we will be we, we will be two and zero at the end of this, solely because I feel like Jalen Hurts and the offense finally got them underneath, like everything underneath, like everything together. They finally got a rhythm. It may not look like it, but I think in the long term of things, that was a good rhythm setter for them to realize, oh, let's we we got to really pick it up. But we want, thank you, but we, we got to pick it up as a team. Um, I also feel like I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this assumption now. I want to say this out loud. Dallas Goddard's going to have the game. He because it was ridiculous. Why? Why are we? Why are we? Why are we not utilizing a top five tight end in the league? Like people can argue and say he might not be top five. It's ridiculous, but he's top five in the league. And why? He's damn near top only three. One? But I'll give. I'll just give you top five. But I, I'll put him top three if utilized correctly. I'm telling you. And if AJ and Devontae weren't such a huge factor in this offense. We will see just how good Dallas Goddard is, but just in the same Honest, class it's, we it's have, like, listen, you know what? You know, you know who Dallas Goddard is to the Eagles. Thank you, thank you. You know who Dallas Goddard is? Dallas Goddard is the Brandon Ayuk of from like the 49ers. Like respect, like because like if you think about it, if you think about it, you see who the 49ers got, and then you're like, they still got Brandon Ayuk, but Brandon Ayuk don't get that same respect. Not even saying respect that same level of talk about because when you're when you're carried around big names like you got Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and then you uh and then Debo, you're like that they already stacked. But you you know Dallas Goddard's that person because it's like you hear AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and then you hear Jalen Hurts. You're like they're stacked right there alone. Dallas Goddard's right there. He's right there as that fourth guy. He's like don't forget about me. I'm still here and I'm still him. I can give you a thousand yard. Dallas Goddard goes over a thousand yards if he doesn't have that injury last year. Dallas Goddard wants to get a thousand yards. Oh yeah, he there was all pro. There he didn't get hurt. Honestly, second, all, he was first, second, second team. I'll give him second team. I'll be fair. Okay, fair, fair. I'm fair, fair. I'm looking at first team the way he was hooping. But listen, I gotta. Get, we listen. We got an all pro tight end. Even though he doesn't have the title, we have an all Talent, pro caliber tight end. Cal caliber all pro tight end, and you only giving him one target. Listen, if I'm him, I'm looking at Nick next and during the week being like, so this play for me, right? This this play right here, this this play right here, this play right here. Bro, because like, don't play with don't I'm listen, I'm I was disgusted as a fantasy owner, as a fan, and then just as a, a, a pure NFL fan. How are I mean, you not, the like, how do you, they're not gonna use him properly? Like come on, like he is there, and he is good. He is a great tight end, and it's just like, come on, don't be like y'all are being ridiculous not utilizing this man. And I feel like, I feel like you know, because Nick Sirianni is very big on if he doesn't utilize a player that that should have been utilized correctly, he comes back the next week and does it properly. Like he did it with AJ Brown last year. AJ complained, like, yo, give me the ball, and then you saw next oh, next, next week. Oh my word. I mean, from, well, the first couple weeks of the season, he was kind of quiet, but that Washington game, that was his game. That was the Devontae game, so. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nick can do it. Nick can Nick know how to get his players involved and really make them feel like, listen, we, we know you here. We got you. And I feel like he's going to do that, and I feel like his aim is going to be Goddard. Because, right? like, I'm really trusting the aim is going to be Goddard and that more established run game between the other backs instead of just Kenneth. And I feel like the offense ah, is going to look guy. like a 
You, you, I feel you're like saying Goddard. I have my pick. <laughs> I guess I'm saying Goddard. Our offense is gonna look like a well-oiled machine, and we're gonna make and Goddard's gonna look great, and it's gonna be a great game offensively. The defense is gonna do what the defense does as usual, because you know that's what we expect. We expect excellence from or high caliber play, and that's what always get. Even though yes, we're lacking in the linebacker, but I feel like our D line is going to make up for it. We may be lacking slightly in the corner because Josh Job, but Josh Job has shown a little. He's shown a little signs a little bit here and there that he can make a play and do and do what he do what needs to be done. So I'm feeling confident overall. I'm feeling our offense is going to look good. We I'm looking at a I'm. I'm looking at we we scoring we scoring twenty eight to thirty one points. I like it. That's fair. That's I'm a little ahead of you in, in terms of points. I'm not expecting you know forty plus, but I do see thirties for the Eagles' offense. I think they're they're still gonna you know and you've heard this a lot from Jalen Hurst last year, um, in press conferences and those you know locker room post game speeches. That, hey, we left a lot of food on the table. We left, you know, we left a lot on the table. And Sunday, they certainly left a whole meal on the table. I mean, after a 16 nothing start, you thinking, all right, they can just cruise, get up to 23 nothing by the end of the first quarter, you know, be up 30 by halftime, and we we just chilling in the second half. But no, they, you know, let New England back into the game, and the offense left a whole meal on the table. So I'm not expecting the offense to just be totally you know, perfect Thursday in such a short week. I'm expecting a huge improvement. Um, the rain, the shouldn't the weather should not be a factor. You you have your you have your fans, you have that energy. It's not Tom Brady Day at the link this Thursday. You know, it is just Eagles home opener. You get the you know look up at that NFC championship banner and be pissed off about it because that should be a Super Bowl banner that you that you got up there. A second one at least. But it's not championship game banner. You know, we don't want that. We want the Super Bowl banner. So that should just serve as inspiration to them and just piss them off. Sunday should piss them off that performance. Yes, you won, but you look you look pretty, pretty inconsistent doing it. So I'm expecting a lot more synergy from the offense. With that being said, Jalen Hurts, if I can just throw out some predictions right now, Jalen Hurts throws for 270 yards, three touchdowns, rushes for over 50 yards. Maybe gets a rushing touchdown. It depends on how much they use, you know, Swift, who I think will have the big game. You know, you're saying a Goddard game. I like that. I like Goddard to, you know, at least catch a touchdown. I don't know how many yards he'll get, but he'll probably catch a red zone touchdown. But DeAndre Swift, with this game well injury, they're going to unleash him. Because Penny, he'll probably be, you know, called in. He'll, he'll probably suit up. But I still think they're going to just limit his usage because they just want to save him. Second half of the season. That's my theory. I think they want to save Penny, at least save one of these four guys from wear and tear, if not, you know, two or three of them. So Swift will get the majority of the snaps and the carries, and I think he's going to rush for at least 80 yards. And in the passing game, I think he's going to get at least 50, if not 60 yards from out of the backfield with the touchdown each. So, listen, about 150 yards total two touchdowns if you're a deandre swift owner like myself you are hoping for a big game out of him and i'm looking for that i think the eagles win 34 24 i think the vikings you know score a few more points this time around because you know of course the middle of the defense is looking suspect 
I'm expecting Jefferson to line up in the slot a lot in this game, try to exploit that. And uh, their tight end, Hawkinson? They got yeah, from the last year. TJ Hawkinson, you know, he's going to kind of exploit the linebackers a little bit. So they're going to get some points, and that's fine. But the Eagles, home field advantage. They're not – not to the Vikings. I'm sorry. Y'all got to eat that 0-2. They should have won week one. They should have beaten the Buccaneers and handled that team at home. They didn't. That's their problem. That's the Buccaneers um, – excuse me, a Vikings problem. That's not an Eagles problem. Yeah, they're going to be desperate to get that first win. Nobody wants to start 0-2 because it's a long hill to climb up from. But that's not our problem. That's not the Eagles' problem. Our objective is 2-0. We don't feel bad for them. So, hey. Look at that. In and out. Very quick episode. You got anything else to add or, you know, just. Listen, I'm going to go off of what you said about Swift having a big game. Honestly, he was my second person I was thinking was going to have a big game. Solely because, little fun fact about DeAndre Swift, if some of y'all don't know, he's actually originally from Philadelphia. And that fact that he's with his hometown team, you know he's going to have everybody in his mom there. So I feel like he's going to be like, I'm high stepping. I'm doing what I need to do to go and win win this game and show I didn't out. Think about that. That's his first home game, man. Where's the home crowd? You know. So I feel it's like, like Reddick on I, defense. Like, yeah. You know. So I feel like you like listen. Swift is a great choice on the offensive side. I'm thinking with Goddard. I'm thinking he gonna have. I'm looking at. I need Hassan Reddick to get, get that first. I need. I need on the defense side. I need Reddick to get. Uh, to get that first sack. Of the See, I, I think, that. listen, listen, listen. I'm going to be honest. I know you, I just, you got the thumb injury. I know you got a club on his hand, but. He be clubbing. Listen, I'm looking, I'm looking at the defense. I'm looking at the, we might, I think we get four, we get about three or four sacks. Three or four sacks. We go, because we only had, what, one or two? At least two. Maybe, yeah. But so, they both came in the second listen, I really feel like we're going to start off stronger on the, on defense and being like we're going to get some sacks, we're going we're going to get some stops in the backfield, and it's going to everything's just going to start turning. The defense is going to start getting sacks because the offense is going to start getting that ball churning. They're going to start looking like a well-oiled machine. Goddard's going to look like he like I'm I'm the best tight end in the league. Stop playing with me, you know. So I just I feel like I feel like I'm really feeling strong about the the fact that they're finally getting into a rhythm. They're going to have their they're gonna have plays set up. They're gonna have their. They're gonna have their skill guys looking great. And Nick Sirianni's gonna 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 really slap slap himself in the face and be like, "Bet now we can really get this. We can get the ball rolling and pick up right where we left off last year." Absolutely, man. So I feel like if the Eagles and look the schedule ahead of them, like it's it's lined up for them to go on a run early because we know in November they're gonna go through that murderer's row of, of opponents from, you know, November to early December. Okay. But weeks one through eight is setting up for you to just cruise. And to be able for me to feel comfortable about them being able to do that because I predicted an 8 no start in episode 128, which, again, you need, you need to go check out, you know, after you finish watching this one. For them to be able to do that, I got to, you know, you, of course you got to win on Thursday, but... For me, you got to do it convincingly. Because if it's the same old, same old, where it's like, all right, well, Brian Johnson is still new and he's still trying to figure out, you know, 
how to use utilize his running backs, you know, and call plays down the field, which he struggled with, you know, on Sunday. And, you know, the O-line was looking really choppy on Sunday. Jalen Hurts, I mean, I, I can't even count how many times he had to just rush out of the pocket. Maybe some of that was him just rushing because, again, the timing is off and he's just unsure of himself. But a lot of that was pressure. The Patriots have a very underrated uh, front seven, and quietly one of the best defensive lines in football. They got to Jalen like three or four times on Sunday. They, they got a lot of sacks on the best O-line in football. You have to clean that up. Um, utilizing Dallas Goddard. Use him. He's right there. Use him. DeAndre Swift, what did you bring him in for? What did you, you trade for him for? Use him. You know, Brown and Smith, they did their jobs, you know. Brown at 79 yards. He didn't score. Devontae Smith scored in the red zone, so I'm expecting them to just keep doing what they're doing. But, you know, utilize these, these tight ends and running backs. And the O-line needs to be better. Simple, simple as that. Again, weather can't be used as a factor. You're not slipping and sliding out there in the rain. You know, it's your five against their four or five. They the best man win. So they, it all starts with the O-line. O-line does what it needs to do. Then Jalen Hurst can just sit in the pocket, be comfortable, make his, make his reads, his proper reads, not running out of the pocket trying to find a guy. Making proper reads in the pocket, finding his receivers, and uh, utilizing that running game in the first half to get the defense tired. Bada boom, you win easily. Defense probably won't make it as easy as they wanted to, but I think they will do enough to survive. They will get a turnover crucial in the fourth quarter to ice the game away. Josh Joby will be really cool for him if he were to get a pick. Darius Slay, also, you know, that matchup with Justin Jefferson is a factor. You know, he shut him down, had him in prison last year. Justin Jefferson's going to look for his look back. Maybe he moves around. Maybe he tries to pick on uh, the rookie, Josh Joby. But, I mean, Josh Joby had to go up against Smitty and Brown all summer. He played in SEC. He played Waddle. He played a lot of those SEC receivers. So, I mean, I have faith in him. Tonight, me completely turned to toast on Thursday night. So, again, any uh, last comments, anything else? No, nah, man, just go, Birds. You know, I'm sticking to what I'm saying. Like, I feel like we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to get into rhythm, the score, and the Eagles are going to be the Eagles. Final score, I give it 31 to 10. Ooh, blow out. I like it. See, I'm giving them, I'm giving them like, a benefit of the doubt, you know, maybe taking advantage of that interior defense, so I'm giving them 24 points. Uh, I don't think Hurts will turn the ball over this week either. I think he goes through this week with a clean sheet, so at least in that area, so 2-0. Go Birds! Um, as always, make sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, hit the bell. Be notified for whenever we upload a new video. With that being said, be on the lookout as well for episode 130 which we'll be recording tomorrow. It should be out Thursday morning. Um, we're going to just break down all of week one in the NFL, not just the Eagles. So be on the lookout for that. Because there's a lot to talk about, especially up there in New York. There's a lot going on there. Between those three New York teams, two of them which play in Jersey, but uh, those three New York teams in name, we got a lot to talk about with all of them. So stay tuned for that. I'm John Wooten, joined by the smartest man on the podcast, Kendrick. Yeah, we're gonna